By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Join us on this journey and adventure with the wonderful plant. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 79 to 2021 and uh, to uh, a lot of things new when it comes to the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, Same host, my name is Dean Millard, uh, but there is a lot of new things that will be going on with this show and uh, many other things as well. That's all I want to say right now, but I do want to kick things off like we normally do on this program by finding out what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, bong in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. So when I say what's your groove, uh, I'm asking that uh, if you're listening to this and you got some sort of cannabis product going, let me know what it is. Um, It could just be some nice CBD tea uh, that you're drinking, or maybe you've got, uh, maybe you got a fat one. You mind if I do it, Jay? Anything, man. You're the dude. Uh, But anyway, if you are grooving to something, please let me know. As you can hear in the background, I've got the uh, Supernova Volcano Hybrid filling up uh, with uh, something from Scotia. I've got some uh, Lemon Dory, as you can see. Grabbed it uh, when I uh, was visiting my good friend Chris Ionson at... uh, Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave in Edmonton. And so I'm just filling this up, and I'd love to know that if you're grooving with anything during this show, hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. You can get us at the Cannabis 101 podcast on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email me cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. So I'm going to get my groove on really quickly here. Led Zeppelin. It's about as big as that joint that they had going in the Up and Smoke. So anyway, I'll put my bag of weed away. Let you know how the uh, I love this. There's a sweet citrus uh, to that uh, lemon dory. But I had some yesterday, and it uh, had a really good boost. Need a boost today? 
Canada-Russia semifinal of the World Juniors. I'll be going crazy for Canada as soon as I get this uh, recording racked up. That game will be starting, so I'm really excited about that. So that's my groove. Uh, as mentioned, I'd love to find out uh, what you are if you are indeed grooving with anything. All right, here's what's coming down the hash pipe on this show because it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Well, David Wiley from the OZ, Okanagan Z, he's going to join us uh, for this week in Cannabis News. We're going to discuss THC-infused black market foods, among other things. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. will also be by on the business of cannabis. Lots to discover there, micro-grows, craft-growing, uh, this will be the year for them. The cannabis question is about a gift that you receive for Christmas. We'll have weed word of the day, which is about hemp and the forest. And we'll tell you about the Weed Weekly where you can get in on our Friday giveaway. But let's get things going with the cannabis question. It's prize time. <laughs> Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a grape, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the cannabis question today is, what was the best cannabis gift that you received on this cannabis Christmas past? Um, I loved the effort that uh, my wife, uh, Trish, otherwise known as uh, Nosy McGee, uh, when Chris and I are on the air, uh, she searched for Acapulco Gold because I said I'd love for it to be under the tree. And it's I don't know where you'd even find it, but... She did get me Sinanola gold. Sorry, I apologize if I butchered that, which I did, uh, because it was close, and uh, it uh, it also comes from Mexico. So that was really, really awesome uh, as far as a a cannabis gift uh, that I received uh, from her. So very, very pleased with that. Okay, uh, you can chime in on the cannabis question with whatever great cannabis gift you received, and we'll get you a Cannabis 101 podcast uh, prize pack if you are the name chosen from all the responses that we get. We also did something called the 12 Cultivars of Christmas this year. 12 from uh, myself, 12 from our educator, Chris Ionson, and if you could name all of them, you could win just an absolutely massive cannabis prize pack. Uh, we've got some great swag from Nova Cannabis, some sweatshirts, some hat. You'll look like a Nova employee. You'll look that good. It's so cool, as well as some other goodies in there. We've got a PAX era from our friends at Plant Life Cannabis uh, and Regal Cigars from our good friend Andre. So it's an awesome, massive prize pack. And we did a video. It'll be up on our social media feeds, but for some reason, the video would only play upside down in my software program. I have no idea idea why if anybody knows vmix uh, why a uh, video shot on apple i even imported it upside down to see if it would right side up and it didn't the video is on our so will be on our social media feeds by the time this is up but congratulations to marie marie if you entered if you're watching congratulations uh, reach out to us but we'll get in touch with you and get this 
wicked prize pack sent out to you. Thank you to everybody uh, who entered and participated and enjoyed the 12 cultivars of Christmas. Uh, we had a massive, massive reaction to it and a great one as well. So we enjoyed doing it, and uh, certainly I hope you enjoyed uh, being a part of it as well. And, and it all comes back to you know our great partners. Um, you know the the information that we can provide thanks to you know Chris at Nova Cannabis and you know our friends. Uh, I always go and see my friend Gage at Plant Life, and for them to be able to contribute some prizes and Andre from Regal Cigars, it's so wonderful. Uh, we have. Uh, the best partners out there david wiley from the oz malcolm labelle from the green generation co and uh of course uh, we also have stonesmiths a great partner of ours check them out at stonesmiths.ca i hope uh, a lot of you got a slash under the tree you'll love that built-in loader if you're in a cold weather climate you're going to love the battery uh and if you didn't get one you can find them at shell shock in edmonton smokers junction in calgary and cowboys smoke shop in calgary and vancouver as well so thank you to all of our partners uh, especially the ones uh, that uh, help contribute on a daily basis to the education of cannabis like david wiley from the oz what's happening we'll tell you right now on this week in cannabis news Back with my good friend David Wiley of the OZ for our first segment uh, officially of 2021. Of course, we did the top five stories of the year on New Year's Day. But uh, David, great to chat with you. How was everything for you over your holiday season? It was awesome. Good to see you again. I got a mug with a D on it for Christmas. Nice. So I'm feeling very fancy right now. Yeah, or, or you you won't lose it, right? You'll know whose mug that is uh, when you go to grab it. So that's very fancy. I really like that. <laughs> um, I never thought about that benefit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's uh, great to chat with you again. And, um, you know, 2020 was a very bizarre year and uh, a tough year for a lot of people, but very bizarre with a lot of things that happened. And, man, this first couple of stories in 2021 – they're right up there uh, when it comes to kind of bizarreness. So let's start with this uh, first one about uh, uh, um, a raid, I guess, and it includes cannabis-infused potato chips. It's, you know, I used to cover a lot of crime stories as a hard news journalist, and so many of those stories were about grow-up bus where police laid out pounds of pot, paraded perps, to provincial court over possession charges. So let's not forget what prohibition was and is still in most of the world. Uh, And that said, there are still crime stories and some of them are actually quite interesting. You know, here's one. We've got a bust at a home in the Vancouver Burb of Surrey where they found a unique cannabis infused product, potato chips. I imagine it must have been the salt that they infused THC in. Um, But who knows? It just goes to show that that whether your legacy, illicit, legal, whatever, you know, we're still inventive. Uh, police say that their investigation in this case lasted three months. And along with those chips, they also seized a MDMA, a pound of uh, psychedelic mushrooms, and, you know, other things that you would generally expect. So uh, lots of lots of shatter, uh, lots of bulk bud, uh, you know, 3.5 pounds of packaged cannabis, and uh, it's still happening. There's another strange one too. In the Yukon Territory, residents there purchased 
beef or bison jerky from a local business are being told not to eat it because it may contain THC. Uh, and you know, that came because people had complained after eating this jerky that they were feeling things like nausea, numbness, uh, difficulty walking, a high heart rate and emergency doctors found traces of THC when people went to the hospital for treatment. So all of these are off the hook meatworks products are now off the shelves. Uh, so whether you want to get them or you don't want to get them, they're not there anymore. Um, so here we are. Yeah, a couple of crimes to start off uh, to start off the year, and I'm sure lots more to happen. Um, you know, those potato chips, though. What yeah. do you think of those? Well, it's it's interesting. You know, both the the THC jerky and the potato chips. You know, I I, I certainly don't uh, advocate go. You know, not telling somebody that there's THC in something. So the jerky is definitely you know, over the line, the potato chips, you know, I, I, and I don't advocate to the black market of, of the products there, but what it does is it's, it's just, I didn't think about it. I don't know enough yet about uh, food and cooking. You know, I, I just had chef Jordan Wagman on, I wish he was on this week so I could, so I could ask him that question. I don't know how <laughs> it all works, but what I'm getting at is it's new ideas. You know, we've seen the gummies, we've seen chocolate, we've seen drinks, now maybe cannabis companies, and if they're not already, and if there's anybody out there watching or listening that wants to chime in and let us know how this possibly might work, I'd love to hear that. So this just might open up new avenues, right? Like uh, the more products we I, can successfully <laughs> infuse cannabis with, yeah. the better, as long as it's on the legal market. I feel like I'm going to the crime pages to get, you know, like uh, edible suggestions here. Recipes. So, yeah, I, <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, it's uh, it's amazing the things that we see and the things that we will see. There's always something to talk about, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So that's an interesting one to watch. Uh, you know, some of the other products that were there, like you said, you would normally think would be in a bus. But the uh, the food and then the other story with the jerky concerning, uh, you know, people going to the hospital when they're not expecting it. But it certainly does give, um, you know, people out there with some really good ideas. Now, this is a great idea, our next story that we're going to talk about. And this is something that I've done. I bet you I can count the amount of alcoholic drinks I had over the entire holiday. Well, I can on one hand. I had three glasses of wine and two beer. That's what I had. Uh, the rest was cannabis. And I'm uh, like a lot of people right now choosing pot over booze. Yeah, I had mimosas on Christmas, and that's sort of a holiday tradition in the family. Okay, I had six. You're um, right. I had that. Too. <laughs> it's a, the, it's a good way to get orange juice, I guess, and your champagne at the same time. Um, you know, we knew that weed was going to be a disruptor, and we're getting a glimpse at some of the extent. AJ Harrington, who writes a lot about uh, weed, wrote on Forbes that over almost half of cannabis consumers who are 21 and older have replaced or reduced their alcohol consumption by using cannabis since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, those are the results of a Harris poll released at the end of 2020. This is of Americans. So, you know, take it all with a grain of salt, so to speak, because we don't necessarily know what the numbers are here in Canada. Uh, going on trends, you imagine that they're pretty similar. That poll found that one third of those who use cannabis recreationally just prefer it to drinking alcohol. Uh, but of the 2000 Americans who were surveyed about their consumption habits since the beginning of COVID-19, um, basically 42% said uh, that they'd either started or increased their cannabis consumption during the pandemic. Well, 45% said they'd replaced or reduced alcohol use with cannabis. 
And the survey was conducted on behalf of Cureleaf. So they're a manufacturer of re and retailer of cannabis products that have operations in 23 states. So, you know, you know where, where basically the survey was funded. Um, you know, parents also, this was something that really, really resonated with me, is that parents are turning to cannabis at higher rates than those without children, according to the survey. And uh, you take from that what you will. I personally think that cannabis is something that is just much more relaxing. And when I find myself, you know, drinking one or two too many uh, mimosas, that you know, I could become a, a little over the top sometimes. I gotta say. <laughs> uh, that said, you know, when I'm enjoying um, a little bit of the old THC, I find myself much more likely to sit and play Lego with my son. Uh, or do chemistry products with my daughter. Like, I just love to be around and spend time with my kids, um, you know, when I've got a little bit of a buzz on. That's, of course, not an advertisement for people to go out and overconsume or just sure. get blitzed before they're parenting their kids. Uh, but there is something to say about the difference between the two. Oh, well, and, and listen, there's there's uh, there's just the, on the other side, uh, when you say I'm, I'm going to go have a beer, it doesn't mean you're going to get blotto either. Right. So you can have in <laughs> yeah. moderation cannabis, just like people have alcohol in moderation. And, and I agree with you. Uh, and, and, and so many other people agree with you, too. In that same story, there was another study that was conducted in California and two thirds of the respondents mm -hmm. said that they plan to replace alcohol use with cannabis during the holiday season. Six. 67%, 67% said the replacement of alcohol with cannabis would increase over 2019. So this is a trend that's going, you know, in, in arrow up, as uh, former Edmonton Oilers head coach Tom Rennie used to say. So uh, it's it's a good trend, and it's a healthier trend. And by, by no means am I thinking alcohol is going to be gone and people are going to stop drinking, but... You could just reduce your alcohol intake and save your liver a little bit by replacing that whatever it is uh, with a, with a cannabis product. So that's my that's my sermon. I don't yeah. mean to, to you know uh, you know crap on the alcohol industry, but uh, for me it's uh, it's uh, it's something that just doesn't always agree with me uh, the the way, and I just don't feel good with it. So I've replaced it with cannabis. And to each their own and people who are using cannabis uh, over alcohol are saying too that it reduces their stress and their anxiety, um, helps them relax and it helps them to sleep. So, you know, there are reasons why people use cannabis and people why reasons why people use alcohol. And, you know, well, we're we're learning about both. And mm -hmm. here we go. Yeah, hmm. onward and upward. Indeed, and that's what people, uh, particularly lawmakers uh, in New York, are looking at. Uh, and man, we, we've talked about this, right? As soon as we saw the other states uh, sort of fall when yeah. it comes to prohibition and adding some sort of, whether it's medical or recreational legalization, all around New York, uh, it was like they were surrounded by cannabis legalization in some way, and, and it was only a matter of time, and, and the, the ball is, is really starting to roll in that state right now. I mean, they've got to be feeling the pressure. As predicted, New York just doesn't want to lose face to New Jersey. Uh, legalized recreational cannabis during a, the, their referendum there during the U.S. election last fall. Uh, they're still working out the, the kinks, but um, that's to be expected. And New York lawmakers now are moving ahead with their own plans to reform the state's cannabis laws in 2021. They've pre-filed eight bills so far, according to Marijuana Moment, that are going to be considered in the upcoming session. Uh, you know, all these new measures deal with 
reforming the state's current medical cannabis uh, system. But still, they come along with that push from the governor, governor there and legislators to legalize it in 2021. Now, those seven cannabis bills have been preemptively introduced in the Assembly uh, and one, uh, so the uh, eighth one there in the Senate, and they touch on a wide, wide range of topics, everything from tenants' rights for medical cannabis patients to health insurance coverage for cannabis products. And you, all of these different pieces of legislation are being introduced as lawmakers in New York are pursuing their own recreational cannabis le legalization legislation. And that's policy that's been in the works for the last couple of years. Uh, their governor, Andrew Cuomo, who's a Democrat, recently said that enacting a regulated cannabis market and taxing products would offset economic losses due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And that's something else that we've talked about a lot over the last year is that when it comes to prohibition, uh, sometimes the changes come when you've seen uh, real challenges in the economy because it does open up new opportunities for taxation and new opportunities to offset those economic pressures that are being faced. And again, that's not only what we're seeing in New York, but we're starting to see in a lot of other states in the U.S., um, you know, it's it's going to be a year or two of change across the border and something that I'm really excited to see. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically repeating history. You know, after the, the Great Depression, what came back? Alcohol sales and the prohibition was lifted and the taxation from it. And, the, you know, it's 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 happening again, rightfully so. Uh, with with cannabis and you know even you know we we talk a lot about you know federal legalization is it going to get past the republicans but even the republicans in new york are saying yeah this is going to happen we're seeing everybody around us so right now it's an empire of weed state of mind in new york because they're they're, they're just there's no other way to go they they would it would just be foolish for them not to take these next steps and i know uh, mr cuomo has been uh, pushing hard for this and um, it, it's just it's sweeping the nation right now in, uh, and it will continue in 2021. And I mean, let's not forget, too, that our number one story in 2020 that we talked about was that cannabis went from illegal to essential in such a short period of time in so many different places. And that says a lot when politicians are debating cannabis and whether or not it should be legal a lot of them are looking at that yeah yeah it's it's uh, you know it's i i've watched a lot of history shows and i watched a lot of shows uh, about uh, alcohol prohibition and uh, you know the, back then there was a lot of resistance to that too from you know a lot of religious groups mm -hmm. and the teetotalers that they cause they called them but the uh, uh, you know the the similar um i guess push against cannabis it doesn't seem like it's there. Maybe just because we have so much more information, right? We just know so much more about this plant uh, than we ever did. And I think a lot of people have maybe, you know, looked at the economic benefits first of all, but then looked at the uh, the other benefits and some of the research and stuff said, yeah, like, you know, I'm not selling my soul to the devil to legalize this, right? Like there is some good benefits. So I think just the, the overall tide on this has, has certainly changed. And, you know, to dovetail on, on that story about New York, you have a state in Illinois that is, uh, you know, just shredding cannabis, uh, you know, records and charges 
uh, when it comes to the legal system. And, and this is what happens when laws are changed. People get their lives, their freedom, and, and you know their, their livelihoods back because of silly charges over cannabis. Yep, this is the way. We want to even the playing field. Let's not limit people who chose weed over booze in their youth and had the bad luck of getting busted. And you really hear we're talking about being equitable. And in that sense, Illinois raised 500,000 low-level cannabis charges. And you mentioned earlier that, that we're not seeing as much push against cannabis as uh, we maybe had during alcohol prohibition. I think that we're starting to see a significant push for cannabis. And a lot of that pressure is coming from the idea of social justice. And that's what's happening here. Uh, right away in Canada, there was a lot of pressure to pardon people who had faced you know, jail time, criminal records over even just minor possession charges. Uh, you know, so, and that's what's happening here. The governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, has cleared the state's non-felony cannabis cases. So that's along with 9,219 low-level cannabis convictions to start 2021. So the Democratic politician signed legislation 2019 legalizing recreational cannabis use in Illinois. So that started last year. Uh, and that allowed for almost, what, 770,000 residents there um, to have their cannabis-related offenses expunged. And that's a record of criminal conviction that's that's destroyed or sealed from state or federal records. Now, he says, uh, you know, granted, in, in his words, we will never be able to fully remedy the depth of the damage in communities of color who have disproportionately shouldered this burden, but they can govern with the courage, as he says, to admit the mistakes of the past mm -hmm. and the decency to set a better path forward. Uh, and both of those points are extremely important to remedy the damage that was done and to have the decency to move forward in a better way. Uh, and, you know, 2021, I really hope that that's what we're going to see. More of that. Admitting that prohibition against cannabis was a mistake and fixing the consequences of that mistake, particularly when it comes to social justice. Yeah, well, in it just in life in general, when you can sit there and say, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, it goes a lot farther than it's not my fault, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, it just, you know, culpability, when you just admit your mistake and you admit your fault, uh, people have a tendency uh, to see you in a better light. And, and, and that quote was so bang on. And I think they had until 2025 to get some of this stuff done. So they really, really got yeah. the ball rolling on this. And, it, and it's really encouraging to see. And, and I think that I hope a lot more people can just come to realize and say, hey, I, I made a mistake. My mind is now different. I've changed my mind. I, I realize that there's benefit and we can move forward rather than just, you know, acting like a five-year-old that won't leave the White House or something like that, <laughs> about, you know, to, to <laughs> reference a different kind of a story. But, you know, I, I, and I think there is, as you mentioned, just a more open-mindedness because there is actual research. There is, um, you know, uh, whether, you know, you can just call it anecdotal, but there's actual medical research on the benefits of this plant and you know 2020 was amazing oh, yeah. for that election and i just think that uh, more and more is going to start opening up throughout the united states as it has through here in canada 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's more than just words, too. I like that Illinois created a program that's reinvesting 25% of their tax revenue, uh, you know, from cannabis sales into a fund for youth development, anti-violence projects, economic development, and civil legal aid services, uh, especially in areas that are dealing with high levels of gun violence, child poverty, and imprisonment. Because that's what happens when you start a drug war. You end mm-hmm. up with gun violence, poverty, and imprisonment. Yeah, you're tearing families apart, right. for sure. Great stuff, David. As usual, uh, the first official segment of 2021, and here's to many, many more uh, down the road. You can find the OZ at Okanagan Z or at Okanagan Z on Twitter, and you can find them at uh, OkanaganZ.com on the website. First, uh, first episode with these new uh, this new mouth that I got for Christmas, David. You'll have to forgive me, but uh, have a great 2021, and we'll talk soon. Great to see you and talk to you, my friend. Wonderful weed song from the artist My Dead Dog. Always love listening. He actually put out a Christmas album this year, and it was wonderful. Uh, Not so wonderful. The Cannabis and Hemp Expo has been postponed again. Uh, Unfortunately, it was supposed to be held in late April in Edmonton, uh, but the continued restrictions, unfortunately, until and rightfully so, until we get COVID-19 under wraps. Uh, this will be uh, rescheduled again. Whenever it happens, we'll be there on location, broadcasting episodes. You can check out the information if you want to at CannabisHempExpo.com. Uh, we will have tickets to give away whenever they get around to hosting this and whenever we can interact with the masses once again. is the business of cannabis a joint venture between the green generation co and the cannabis 101 podcast bringing you the latest bud biz buzz We dive back into the business of cannabis as I bring in my good friend Malka LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. Malka, thank you so much for joining us once again here in 2020. Hope you had a great, relaxing, uh, while working holiday, as most of us probably did. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a junkie for uh, for the work, but I really enjoyed some time with the family. We started watching all the holiday movies again, so that was fun. 
Home Alone, that never gets old. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, there's always those classics that you can throw on uh, at any point during the uh, the holiday season, and it makes it uh, a lot of fun. And, um, you know, the the business world um, continues to churn things out as we look towards a new year and many, many new opportunities. And let's start talking about the year of 2021. And, And you're talking about it as kind of the year of the micro and the year of the craft grower where maybe they really uh, stand out a little bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something I'm extremely excited about because it, the idea did not come out from me. Um, it's something I've been talking about a long time, you know, really got a honing in on our craft and our micro cultivators and the way the cannabis is supposed to be grown. But this was an announcement made in um, the December um, uh, trade day from Ontario cannabis, um, um, store basically. So the OCS, so the Ontario Cannabis Store, um, put in their release of uh, the end of Q uh, at the end of 2020 that they plan to unveil a craft cannabis designation for small batch and handcrafted cannabis. Um, expected to unveil Q1 of 2021. So right away here. So this is really exciting because I mean, as you and I both know, there has been a ton of supply on the market. So available product, particularly with, um, you know, new stores coming online, but there's been kind of this, you know, people want the craft stuff, but it's sort of hard to find, hard to get, and not really well understood what that means. So here the the Ontario Cannabis Store is putting in a definition that um, what that is, and which is fantastic. It's a hang dried. So it's the the, uh, cannabis plants are hung to dry as opposed to using drying or drier technology or methods. They also talk about it being um, hand trimmed. So there's lots of trimming equipment out there that's a big, you know, makes things faster and, you know, automatic. But the fact that products are hand trimmed, you know, from a good using perspective or user's perspective, you can tell when a product has been trimmed properly or not. So this is fantastic that they're highlighting that. And the hand package, you know, cannabis that's packaging is a huge boon in the industry that we've talked about a lot. It's one of the ones I'm near and dear to my heart and Hopefully we'll get a lot better with some of the stuff that's coming on the market in terms of sustainability. But right now we're seeing, you know, the packaging killing the plant, literally. So I like that they're using this hand packaging uh, designation as part of the craft cannabis, uh, you know, definition and super excited to see what this is going to bring forward. They also talk about the size and the footprint about how much cannabis can be produced to give it that definition, which is way bigger than just a micro. So I want to, you know, shout out to all of the LPs that are standard cultivators that are going with the larger um, amount of growth, but they're doing it in the small batch way. So that's good. Those are going to be included in this as well. As well, we're going to see, you know, lots of these, amazing strains that people really flock towards because they are that super high quality they could be rare they could be hard to find or not really seen in canada yet so i'm super stoked about what this is going to mean for um the the growth of the industry and how really we're going to get to flourish around these you know with the way it should be done in small batches and with the care and hand attention that has been done for for a long time yeah and 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 it really is that you know there's there's been a lot made about um you know corporations getting involved in cannabis um and you know some people don't like it but if you thought legalization was going to happen without corporations then they were extremely naive but there is room for both and uh, there's a lot of people that might be saying that's a great idea i'd like to get into that how do i do it 
Yeah. So there's a couple of great ways. I mean, there's a lot of like gr companies that are focusing on finding other like smaller micro cultivators or craft growers and, and doing the processing and packaging for them. So a great example, we already seen BC with the um, shelter brand and some other brands like that. But here we have Make It Micro. So this is a, um, an, a group that I'm a part of, I'm going to say, that uh, is founded, founded out of the BC Craft Farmers Co-op. And this is a way to become, uh, to get a micro cultivation license sort of with the least amount of capital upfront. So the concept is that this site allows you to sort of walk through the process and understand what's involved with becoming a micro cultivator and also connect with the vendors and the partners that have scaled down their, their uh, product and services to really be for that small footprint. So the 600 kilogram annual grow and the 200 square meter um, size. And there's a few different options for facilities. You can do greenhouse, you can do indoor. Um, and this is really geared towards people that were either ACMPR growers or MMAR growers, or just really want to get into the business of cannabis, but aren't sure where to start. And starting small with a micro uh, cultivation uh, business with Health Canada, you, this is meant to lower those hurdles, create uh, working with people that have already done it before, and can really help you uh, put the pieces together to create your own type of growth system and operation that you want uh, on your land. So not putting you in a place, but doing it on your own land that you own. And then going out to the financing partners that I've lined up. So these are all people that I've already been working with. And they're going to basically um, help you build that package and do like a leasing option, just like you would a mortgage on a home. So similar kind of concept. This allows those barriers to come down so people can be, create a microcultivation business, even if they don't have a, a massive business background or a ton of corporate experience. This allows you to be a farmer and, and make it yourself. And that's the whole point of make it, uh, uh, make it micro. I love uh, I love the idea of being able to do that on your own existing land. Uh, if somebody, you know, is looking for something else to do, a second career, and they have that space, it's perfect. Uh, if you mentioned as you mentioned for different uh, farmers that want to branch out, so I really think that's a huge benefit and a huge draw for a lot of people that they don't have to, you know, they might not have to go out and purchase something that, uh, you know, that could be an adding an extra cost to that. Exactly. So that was the whole concept behind that. And everyone, anyone could check it out. And we're just so excited to see some of the new craft stuff come on the market. And this is a great way if you've got strains, if you've got seeds, the only time you can bring a, a new strain or a new cultivar into the, can, the legal cannabis at, uh, space in Canada is when you get your license. So either a micro license or any one of the licenses, that's the only time. So if you're onto something that has is a unique strain that's really awesome, this is the time and place to do it. And, and now is the time with the year of the 2021 being the year of the craft and micro cultivator. Awesome. That uh, is, uh, you know, that's just a, a great lead topic that we have and a great lead into 2021 as well with some terrific optimism. So I really appreciate that. Let's get on to change makers now and tell us about uh, Capital Now Cannabis. Yeah. So as mentioning before, you know, I've been on the hunt of, you know, different kinds of investors or equity partners for a lot of my clients for the last two years. So that's what I've been doing. And, you know, what's really cool is that some companies that have sort of been sitting on the sidelines watching what's happening in the industry and seeing where they could fit 
Um, this is a what example. So this kind of company, um, if you some people are familiar with it, it's called it's called a factoring solution. So what that means is that they essentially help with cash flow. So if you already have an existing cannabis business, um, if you're if you're a cultivator or a processor or you know you have a retail license and you're selling directly to the to the boards like the you know AGLC or BC or or even Ontario. And it's a cash flow situation. So you're selling all of your product at the same time to one buyer. Um, and then it, you're, it's kind of in, you're in limbo until you get paid for that product. It could be anywhere from two weeks, I've heard that as the best case scenario to 90 days or more. You just sometimes don't know how that's going to lay out. So this is a group that's offering, um, you know, basically financing on those, on those receivables and on those invoices. And, and it's, it's a very much a standard way of financing and exists in the real world or the rest of the world in many places, particularly with heavy equipment or people that are working on capital projects, either for cities or governments or really in the oil and gas industries where we've seen this a lot of this already. So it is very familiar to people in Alberta, uh, but it's not bad debt. So that's the other, other thing is people think that, well, they're just collecting on bad debt. I'm like, no, the debt is still good. They're still, it's, you're still waiting for it, but you just may have to wait a while because it's the terms that are set out. So these guys will work with you. And through my partnership with them, like we're going to work with the, the cannabis companies to make sure that they understand how this all works, that it's very easy for them to um, work with them on an ongoing basis, whether they have one invoice or multiple. And I just thought that these group, this group really took a look at what's going on in the industry and figured out a way to make their product and service fit within this, um, within the needs that are out there. And that's something that I thought was super impressive. The other funny thing about this is I actually, when I first heard about this, it was in regards to oil and gas stuff and in April of this year, so April of 2020. And I literally put this guy, these people's logo on my pitch deck back then before they were even doing it for cannabis. It's almost like I planted a seed in somebody's brain or they did it in their own. And at the same time, and then it really didn't come to fruition until much more recently. So that's the part that's cool about this is that everyone's sort of thinking in the same way and it's putting their brains together and not being competitive around these kinds of things, but really opening up the, the trend, the, the, you know, what everyone's thinking at the same time, the transparency around it. So that's what I think is super cool about as them as a change maker is that, you know, we were all on different pages, but at the same time we came together to find a solution that works and now is really the time to unveil it. So that's mm. the cool part about Capital Now Cannabis and you can get to them through me. So reach out. All right. So how do people get a hold of you to, to reach out and get some more information? So you can go to my website, greengencompany.com and contact us. Every contact button on that page works. Um, you can also reach me directly at malka at greengencompany.com um, or through LinkedIn or Twitter, um, Instagram, all of our handles eventually lead to me, like is on the page there. So um, that's a great way to find me uh, right all now. Right. And they can get more information about that. And and, and so was this a, a company that um, was, was as you meant, I think you mentioned maybe doing this on with heavy equipment and then mm -hmm. said, hey, let's get into the cannabis as well. Or is this this kind of something that happened and somebody had the idea to do it for cannabis? Either way, it's great because I just wonder well, about the, yeah. the path to it. Yeah. So, I mean, the factoring space, like I said, has been around Capital Now is a factoring company, particularly in the heavy equipment mm -hmm. and uh, oil and gas. And then they kind of spun off a sort of a separate fund and a separate division specifically for cannabis. So it is a, it's kind of an arm's length concept, but this, this, the people behind it are essentially the same. The cool part about it is they're not brokers. So this is a lot of people are fearful of, you know, 
you know, talking to a bunch of brokers about right. their pro- money problems. But in this situation, you're you're dealing directly with the people that own the funds. So that's and I'm the essentially the middle middleman. <laughs> so or my group. So that's why I bring it, brought in more people on my team that are experts in this because I think this is a huge opportunity within the industry. And they'll look at all types of uh, invoices. So for more information, reach out and we can definitely have a conversation around that and find the right fit. I just like that it's a company that, uh, you know, is doing something um, already and then look to say, you know, we can get into this cannabis space. And that's the great thing about cannabis is we we talk a lot about LPs, talk a lot about retailers. Um, Sometimes we forget about all the the outer layer of of work and businesses involved in the cannabis industry that are, you know, maybe not producing any kind of cannabis, but helping support the industry. And, and that's how it's going to grow. And, and you know, more mainstream companies or non-cannabis companies maybe uh, kind of getting involved in it. I, I just think that's great symmetry that, that I think is going to, we're going to see a lot more often as we go. Definitely. And that's what I say to people, you know, like, well, what do I, what do I have to learn to get in the cannabis space or what do I, and I'm like, don't learn anything. Like come with your own experience and we'll figure out how, what you do can mm-hmm. pivot and work in the cannabis space. And that's essentially what I've been doing for two years is find people that have strengths in other areas and bring those into this industry. Cause it's cruel. It's just a blank slate and there's so much opportunity. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's get into what it means to be green. And literally we're talking about, the Green Book. Uh, tell us about Green Book. So Green Book is, is my own invention. Again, I'm all about the plugging today, I guess. I, I got a lot of my own projects on my brain, but they really interweave together. And it's a lot about helping new cannabis producers or new, I call them catapreneurs. This is for the catapreneur. So that's really any business or person that wants to get into the cannabis space. The Green Book is for them. So what is the Green Book? Well, it starts with a story. So in some cases, the stories that we, we've talked about have it really originated on this show. Um, the stories of producers, of cultivars, of different people that have come to the cannabis industry and the path that they took to get here. Um, and starting with their story, this is a place where they can find the resources to help build grow their business. So examples of that are facts and data. So everything from the news uh, sources that are out there that are you know specifically looking at cannabis stories, some of the analysis, some of the um, data behind it. So I'm working with several different groups that are building data sets for continuous information um, leading up to essentially a dashboard so that a producer or there's a retailer version can come and look at this information and be able to glean instant like analysis for what they need for decision making in their day. So for example, a retail store might come to this and look at the green book pages around what are the trending brands. So what are the the brands or the cultivars that are people are pulling off the shelves in other places and how to get more information about that, for example, the pricing. So pricing is kind of a black hole of information. You're not really sure it's coming from the, uh, the boards in the middle, but really there's retail stores get the choices on how they price things. And there's a bit of room there. So sometimes knowing what's competitive in their area would be helpful for them as two examples of the kind of information, as well as all these other ancillary services that we talked about, you know, um, whether it be Capital Now Cannabis or really anyone has the opportunity to be a an advertiser on this uh, in the green book, kind of like a almost like a yellow pages in some way. It's the green pages. Um, so this is a place where it will be an evergreen um, set of information online. So it's not a physical book. It's going to be a digital uh, version um, that's business focused to help new entrepreneurs and businesses in the industry, get all the information they need so they can start their day and um, 
go to business, uh, go into their business with the, with the full set of information that they need to run it. Interesting. Um, it's I, I like the analogy to the yellow pages. I like it being the the green pages and and uh, being able to find uh, not only just uh, you know like you did in the yellow pages a phone number, but a whole lot more information as well. Yeah. So like the the three different analogies that I put together to create this concept was yes, kind of like the yellow pages, and then it's a directory for people and information in the space. Uh, number two, it's kind of like. Um, a, a black book, you know, like for cars, where you mm-hmm. find out what is the value of things based on the information that predecedes it. So there's a bit of that component where you'll be able to find the value of certain either cultivars or brands or strains or other products based on historical information around it that's real and not made up, basically. And the other one is it's kind of like a bit of like Facebook in the sense that it's bringing people together. So there's a community aspect. There's finding out what people's, you know, why they got into the industry, like what's their true story and not just to make a business, but, you know, as we've heard some interesting ones. So those were the three sort of, you know, things that inspired me to put this together. And um, yeah, I'm right now in the launch phase with the, the accelerator program and raising some funds to, you know, make it even bigger and reach more people um, as we go. So super excited And anyone that wants to vote on, either the logo so we're right now just i'm tallying up the votes for who likes the logo um and as well as if anyone wants to see a beta t- test um i'll be also um doing those in the next com- couple of weeks so you can also reach me through my regular website at uh, malka at greengencompany.com or greengencompany.com to uh sign up for a beta test and see what it's all about very awesome. Uh, as I voted, I like the uh, the logo on the left that's on the screen, the uh, the open green book. So you have my vote for that one, and I'm really excited cool. to see uh, this uh, fully rolling out at some point. Uh, I think it's a great one-stop shop for any cannabis, uh, anybody in the cannabis industry, really. Yeah, and it will be open to people that are not in as well as on a subscription basis. So if you want, if you're not a contributing member, you can also just subscribe and just find out more information and see what's going on uh, all the time. That's part of it as well. Awesome stuff. You can find out more information at www.greengencompany.com. Malka, thanks so much for joining me on uh, the first edition of the Business of Cannabis in 2021. And here's to many more great successful ones as we go. Thanks so much. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Dean. Have a great day. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, turning the wheel of cannabis one toke at a time. And we're able to turn the wheel of cannabis thanks to our great partners. You just heard from Melka LaBelle uh, from the Green Generation Co. You heard David Wiley earlier from the OZ. Um, and you'll hear Chris Ionson later on this week. And, of course, our good friends at uh, Stonesmiths, uh, a great partner as well. Uh, the Slash is the boss. Uh, all you do is uh, you grab your item Double click it to uh, auto fire. You wait your four seconds for it to heat up and then boom. Whatever concentrates you got in there, you're vaping. So uh, I'd actually have very little left in that. So uh, always keep your slash full.
uh, when you're uh, well actually always keep your slash clean is what I should be saying uh, but I love it uh, I hope you got it under the tree uh, this year for a cannabis Christmas uh, because I certainly uh, love mine and I hope uh, you were able to enjoy it as well all right let's get into our final little segment of the day and talk some weed words bud dope flower Ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, the Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. So weed word of the day will give you a slang word and a more standard uh, industry word. And the slang word is one of my favorites. Uh, It's tree uh, because it's kind of looks like a tree when you get your nugs and your stems and it's a plant. Uh, So I love the the word tree, obviously green. Uh, It's what I have called it a lot in the past. Uh, We would say, um, let's go meet in the trees. Sort of, you know, like, do uh, you got any tree sort of thing? That's that's what we went with. So I love it. I, I actually, It's one of my favorite uh, slang words uh, when it comes to uh, weed and cannabis is tree. Uh, the other weed word of the day on the standard side is feral hemp, uh, which is, you know, you've heard the term feral horses, uh, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're basically wild horses that, or they were, they were they were tame at one point and then they became um, I guess feral or wild and and feral hemp is wild growing cannabis that uh, came from hemp plants previously cultivated for fiber and have just continued to grow so uh, they were grown for something and they've just can get, kept going uh, people have called it ditch weed because there's no THC really psychoactive properties in of it in it uh the, the and and the cannabis plant if you are very new is so hardy i mean you can be growing break a part of it and and basically put it back together and it's going to re it's going to regenerate itself and grow so it's been found across indiana iowa minnesota missouri nebraska and oklahoma so any it can pretty much grow in a lot of places so that's feral hemp uh just kind of uh, stuff and and you might see that uh, when you're driving and think oh there's a hemp farmer around here but no it might just be uh, that sort of a uh, little bit of uh, kind of feral hemp as it were so that is uh, your uh, weed word of the day on the slang and standard side a little tree and a little feral hemp the cannabis life experience it's not just about getting high it's about getting healthy Turning the wheel of cannabis, one toke at a time. All right, that's going to basically wrap things up for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening or watching. If you did listen and you want to check us out, uh, we're on our YouTube channel at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. And we also stream these uh, throughout the week on social media. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe, leave us a review, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just click the subscribe and then the bell and you'll get an update on any new episode uh, and lots of different individual segments that they do. And wherever you find your podcasts, 
Uh, click subscribe. It'll come in each time we put one out and uh, let us know certainly what you think of the show. Also, check out the Cannabis101podcast.ca where you can sign up for the Weed Weekly. That is basically our newsletter. comes out every Friday, although I took some time off during the holidays, so I apologize uh, for those loyal subscribers not getting the goods. But when we do, it comes out on Fridays, recaps the show. We have a giveaway and other few fun things in there as well. It's a great way to keep up to what's going on uh, with your, hopefully, one of your favorite podcasts. Again, thanks to all of our partners like Stonesmiths. You can find the slash at Shellshock in Edmonton. Check out stonesmiths.ca for more information. A great local company. Awesome if you're just getting into dabbing for the first time and you're intimidated by a torch. This thing is perfect for you. David Wiley from the OZ is great if you want to keep up with all the great news and bad news, unfortunately, in the cannabis industry, and get the latest buzz, biz, bud, biz, buzz from Malcolm Bell on uh, the business of cannabis. Thanks to them for joining us, our great partners as well. If you'd like to be involved in the show as a partner or as a guest, hit me up through email, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on any of our social media channels and reach me there or check out the website at cannabis101podcast.ca. Hour two on Wednesday features Tanner Stewart of Stewart Farms as our feature interview. They've got some great bath bombs that are hitting Alberta stores as we speak, and our educator, Chris Science and manager of Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av, on our newly named segment. It's going to be a lot of new stuff over the next little while with this show and much more. You can find past episodes at Cannabis101podcast.ca, and you can find more of my programs at podcastalley.ca. As always, we leave you with the marijuana song from the artist My Dead Dog. Remember... It's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. We'll talk again on Wednesday. in your pipe and smoke it. We got a winner.
I said we gotta win it. Dynamite! Zero point zero. <laughs>